The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. The pandemic, social unrest, the state house, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. on this Monday. It's January 25th. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You could always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. We also have our live video stream going up on the website. So again, we continue to try some different platforms. This one's YouTube Live, but you can see the live stream on the website to petro.com. I hear from many people. A lot of times we do Facebook Live and we probably will go back to Facebook Live. But I hear from many of you, one, I'm not on Facebook, but I want to watch the live stream. Well, you can log on uh, at the website to petro.com. No eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And then you right at the top, you'll see the uh, the live stream. This portion of the program, folks, it is cold out. It is going to be a cold week. You want to make sure that your heating system also uh, could be some minor snow in the forecast. But this is a good day. Why not call R.E. Coogan and Heating? Call Coogie today at 401-732-6562. Now, R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable plumbing, heating, and cooling. Residential services or at your business. Remember what Coogie says. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable R.E. Coogan Heating. Call them today at 401-732-6562, 401-732-6562 for R.E. Coogan and Heating. Well, it's going to be a big week. Right now, it's 12.08 in the Ocean State. If you're riding in the car, you could try 99.9 FM. Wherever you can hear my voice, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. Now, the real flamethrower is AM 1380. If you're out in the car... You should be able to get the AM 1380, which is a very, very strong signal all the way well up into Massachusetts, up into Worcester. So 1208 on this Monday, we're going to talk to House Minority Leader Blake Flippy coming up at 1230. But again, visit the website depetro.com. And by the way, remember, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Allstate Lock. You want to make sure you're nice and safe and secure in your home. Allstate Lock, they're one of the sponsors of the website. If you're looking to get security cameras into your home or business or, you know, outside, call Allstate Lock today, 401-349-0042 or online at allstatelock.com. It links to it at the website. Now, as you know, first of all, um, Rudy Giuliani, I think is is going to be in a lot of trouble. Uh, I think he is. Uh, as Tim Dodd and I have discussed, our legal analysts, you know, he was, um, as they say, way out on the board with the whole attacking the Dominion voting machines. And unfortunately for Rudy, he was unable to prove a lot of the accusations that, that he was making. Now, that's not to say, I've heard some people saying, this is a trap. He and Sidney Powell, they wanted Dominion to do this, therefore they can get discovery, blah, blah, blah. You know, for their sake, I hope it's true. Otherwise, if it's not true, then Rudy could be. He's not a young guy, and, you know, Dominion is suing him for over $1 billion, and there's more to come. But he wasn't wrong with a lot of the voting accusations that were made. The problem, as I see it, and people that if you support Biden, they want to believe that, as Nellie Gorbia, the secretary of state, says this was the perfect election. No problems. But the, the real if you want to be objective, a lot of things were done that had never been done before. And the media, it's an incredible lack of curiosity. And, and I'll admit, you know, Lynn Wood, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, they didn't exactly convince a lot of people or make a strong case. Now, granted, a lot of it was the way the media was going after them. But someone who I thought, and this happened yesterday, and I'll tell you folks, the way that things are right now, um, I this should be a situation that everyone should be aware of what I'm about to, audio I'm going to play for you. But the problem is, in this climate, the media doesn't want you to hear the audio I'm about to play. 
So I, I, I put out yesterday, I thought Rand Paul, finally someone stood up to the media. And it came in the form of on the ABC show that I watch this week with George Stephanopoulos. I watch him every Sunday. I do. I watch him and meet the press. Many of you say, what? Why waste your time? Because, listen, if you want to just watch pockets of things, that's fine. I, I watch everyone across the board. Now, that said, I, I find I can't watch Chris Hayes and Rachel Maddow. And sometimes the, the stuff on CNN, I mean, it's just so biased. And the hatred and Jake Tapper and Cuomo. I mean, they, these guys really still have scores to settle in their mind against the president. But Rand Paul went on this week with Stephanopoulos. And my point is, I think in the past, this would have been shared more. <clears throat> in the past, I think the media would have run with this more. And you'd be, oh, yeah, I heard all about it. And he's right. But, you know, partly because of football yesterday and partly because supposedly, you know, impeachment is going to go to the Senate this week and everything else that's going on and COVID. But Rand Paul made, I thought, some very strong arguments. And it's too bad that somehow he didn't have a larger platform uh, for the past two months, right, since the election, because he he is strong and he pushes back in Stephanopoulos. So I want to play it for you. And as I said, I think it's unfortunate that many people right now, you're about to hear it for the first time. It should be that you've heard it several times now. It's that good. But I understand why you're not hearing it. So this was yesterday on George Stephanopoulos this week, and his guest is uh, Senator Rand Paul. And it went like this. Begin with a threshold question for you. Uh, this election was not stolen. Do you accept that fact? Well, what I would say is that the debate over whether or not there was fraud should occur. We never had any presentation in court where we actually looked at the evidence. Most of the cases were thrown out uh, for lack of standing, which is a procedural way of not actually hearing the question. There were several states in which the law was changed by the Secretary of State. Can we stop the tape just for a moment? What, what, what I want to point out to you is why is that the threshold question? Folks, you know, and we've seen this locally, and anytime you try to talk about the election back in November, it's they, they start with the first question, was it stolen? Notice there's no interest in if there were things that were done that shouldn't have been done, right? It's a complete either or. They don't care if there were one million fraudulent ballots. They don't care, and even locally you get this, you know, and I've spoken to the head of the Rhode Island Republican Party, Susie Yankee, who said, Oh, do I have to say that there was massive fraud and the election was stolen? No, you don't have to say that. How about if there were just 10 people that voted that shouldn't have voted? Why does it have to be an either or? Why can't it? Notice, though, that's how Stephanopoulos sets it up. Let's start with the threshold question. Was the election stolen? They have no interest if it was affected, if it was impacted, if it was not as it's supposed to be. See, to me... If you can if you can convict one person or even why don't we start with prosecute one person for the way the vote went that it shouldn't have gone. I, I would be happy with that. But they go for the all or nothing. <coughs> Excuse me. They say this is like, you know, in a baseball game. If you can't stand up, if, if you can't get up to the plate and hit a grand slam, you're not getting up to the plate. What if somebody hit a single? What if we somebody walked? What if we get a base runner? What if somebody got a, a bunt? What if someone d- got a double? Whatever it may be, why does it have to be that threshold question? Was the election stolen? I, I, I really take obsession with that. Let me go back. This is Rand Paul, George Stephanopoulos this week. State legislature, to me, those are clearly unconstitutional. And I think there's, a, there's still a chance that those actually do finally work their way up to the Supreme Court. Courts traditionally and historically don't like to hear election questions. But yes, were there people who voted twice? Were there dead people who voted? Were there illegal aliens who voted? Yes, and we should get to the bottom of it. I'll give you an example. In my st- Can we stop the tape? These are things that should be explored in Rhode Island. Certainly Rhode Island and Mass, but definitely Rhode Island. Are the people that voted twice, are they illegal aliens that voted, and dead people that voted? Because the answer to all three is yes. But you don't hear anything about that because that's not the question they want to answer. What's the question that they want to answer? See, this is a trick. Nellie Gorbia, and even I'll even say, sadly, the Republican Party, 
They come down to that it's one question. Was the election stolen? I don't think that's the right question or questions. I think it should be those three things that he just mentioned. Did illegal aliens vote? Did dead people vote? Or did people vote twice? But that's not the questions they want to answer. All right, it continues. This is Rand Paul yesterday of Stephanie. When we had a Democrat Secretary of State, she refused, even under federal order, to purge the rolls of illegal voters. We got a Republican Secretary of State, and he purged the rolls. Senator Paul, I have to stop occur. you there. there no, no, no election is perfect, but there, there were 86 challenges filed. Please stop the tape. No election is perfect. I, I accept that. But you have a right, and I have a right to know where in the election it wasn't perfect. For instance, yesterday, Tom Brady threw three interceptions. No game is perfect. They still won. But let's highlight that there were three interceptions thrown, right? Three turnovers. Senator Paul, no election is perfect. Okay, I'll accept that. Let's lay out so we're all on the same page exactly what were the things that weren't perfect about it. See, they don't want to do anything like that. They have no interest in exploring those things. And it really hits home with Secretary of State Nellie Gobia, 520,000 votes, and she continues to say it was the perfect election. Now, what a complete lies, and she's allowed to get away with it. All right, let's go back. This is where it really heats up. Again, this is yesterday. ABC's this week, Stephanopoulos and Rand Paul. Allies in court all were dismissed. Every state certified the results after investigations and recounts. The de- Department of Justice, led by William Barr, said there's no widespread evidence of fraud. Can't you just say the words, this yeah. election was well, not what stolen? I would is, what I would suggest is that if we want greater confidence in our elections, and 75% of Republicans agree with me, is that we do need to look at inte- election intent. Can we just stop the tape for a moment? Notice Stephanopoulos, no widespread evidence of fraud. Why does it have to be widespread evidence of fraud? You know, I've had this discussion locally with another member of the media that said, you know, John DePietro, do you have evidence of widespread evidence? Well, that's what it is. Widespread evidence of voter fraud. I said, why does it have to be widespread? How about just some evidence? Some, if there's one person that broke the law, why does it? Wide, notice again. They're defining what the question should be, and that should be, did they steal the election, and do you have widespread evidence of fraud? Widespread. Otherwise, they have no interest in the discussion, and that's a problem. You can't let them frame the discussion of what the question should be. All right, it continues. And we do need to see if we can uh, restore confidence in the elections. Well, 75% of Republicans agree with you because they were fed a big lie by President Trump and his supporters who say the election was stolen. Why can't you say well, I think where President you make, Biden I think, won I think where you make a mistake in, uh, Hey, George, 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 where Listen you make a mistake is that people coming from the liberal side like you, you immediately say everything's a lie instead of saying there are two sides to everything. Historically, what would happen is if I said that I thought there was fraud, you would interview someone else who said there wasn't. But now you insert yourself in the middle and say that the absolute fact is yep. that everything I'm saying is a lie. Well, but I said, Senator, I said what the president fact, said was a lie because to. he said, hold we're on a second. To. He said the election was stolen. This election was not stolen. This ele- the results were certified in every you're single saying, state you're after saying, counts you're and recounts. You're saying that absolutely it was, you're saying there was no fraud and it's all been investigated. That's just not true. That's right. It's not what I said, sir. Yes, it is. Let me finish my point. No, you said, you said something that was you, not true. You say we're all liars. You're just simply saying we're all liars. And I said it was a lie that the election was stolen. Premise that you're right and we're wrong. Well, let, no, well, let's let's talk about the specifics of it. In Wisconsin, tens of... Hold on, let's stop the tape for a moment. And again, folks, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Listen online or watch the video at uh, DePietro.com. That's very significant because, again, Stephanopoulos, listen to the line of questioning. 75% of the people don't believe the results. And then he finishes because they were fed a big lie by President Trump. Now, I want to be very clear. My belief that the election result in I'm just going to say Rhode Island is not accurate, has nothing to do with President Trump. And actually, I resent these people that always frame it that way. If I say I don't believe that 520,000 votes were cast, what does the other side say? The other side says, oh, so you believe President Trump won Rhode Island? No, I don't believe he won Rhode Island. I never said he was going to win Rhode Island. 
If anything, I was critical of the Rhode Island Republican Party for not doing more outreach or trying to flush the voter rolls. But I want you to listen to what, and again, Rian Paul, this is him yesterday with Stephanopoulos. It's the way it's being set up, right? Those people believe that because of the lie from President Trump. Completely wrong. But listen to what he's saying about Wisconsin and listen to what exactly what he's going to say is the problem with the Rhode Island Republican Party. It's the voter roll. They need to be purged. The the, the Rhode Island voter roll has over over 250,000 extra names that don't belong there. How about the fact that Amazon won't allow, Amazon, they're not going to allow voting by mail because they said it can't be trusted because of unions that want to unionize within Amazon. So why is it, and I don't disagree with that, by the way, but why is Amazon, so it's okay to vote by mail for an election, but it's not okay to vote by mail for a union election, whether or not they should unionize within Amazon. Do you see the hypocrisy? But listen to what Rand Paul is about to say about Wisconsin. Thousands of absentee votes had only the name on them and no address. Historically, those were thrown out this time. They weren't. They made special accommodations because they said, oh, it's a pandemic and people forgot what their address was. So they changed the law after the fact. That is wrong. That's unconstitutional. And I plan on spending the next two years going around state to state and fixing these problems. And I won't be cowed by liberals in the media who say, there's no evidence here. You're a liar if you talk about election fraud. No, let's have an open debate. It's a free country. That's right. There's there's no widespread evidence of election fraud that overturned the results. Again. That was stated as well by the Department of Justice, oh. led by President Trump's Attorney General. In Wisconsin, there were counts and recounts. Election was the never studied. That, even were that's certified. not true. Even Why? that's not true. Everything is all was, or nothing. Yes, he said that. Yes, that was a pronouncement. There has been no examination, thorough examination of all the states to see what problems we had and see if they could fix them. Now, let me say, to be clear, I voted to certify the state electors because I think it would be wrong for Congress to overturn that. But at the same time, I'm not willing just to sit here and say, oh, everybody on the Republican side is a liar and there is no fraud. No, there were lots of problems and there were secretaries of state who illegally changed the law, and that needs to be fixed, and I'm going to work hard to fix it, and I won't be cowed by people saying, oh, you're a liar. That's the problem with the media today, is they say all Republicans are liars, yep. everything we say is a lie. That's right. There are two sides to every story. Interview somebody on the other side, but don't insert yourself into the story to say we're all liars because we there, do some fraud there, in the there, election. There are, not, there, are not two, there are not two sides of the story. This has been looked at in every single state. The yes, there, sure there are. George, you're forgetting who you are. You're forgetting who you are as a journalist. If you think there's only one side, you're inserting yourself into the story to say, I'm a liar because I want to look at election fraud and I want to look at secretaries of state who illegally change the voter laws without the permission of their state legislatures. That is incontrovertible. It happened. And you can't just sweep that under the rug and say, oh, nothing to see here. And everybody's a liar. And you're a fool if you bring this up. You're inserting yourself into the story. Two sides, and there are two sides of the story. I'm, sta- I'm standing by facts. There are not two sides to facts. I did not say there was, that this was a perfect election. I said it was. the results were certified. I said it was not stolen. It is You're saying people are liars. You're stolen. saying people are liars if they want to investigate what happened in the election. Shouldn't That's not what I said. Fact it is. That tens of thousands of absentee ballots did not have addresses on them and normally were disqualified, but this time they were counted. Should we examine that? I don't know whether it affected the election or not, but I have an open mind. And if we actually examine this, we find out it didn't, that's fine, but it still should be fixed. There, there's, there can be more investigations. The investigations that have taken place have shown there is not enough fraud to change the results of this election that has been certified by every well, state. was there any the state, fraud? The Justice Department and the Attorney General. And I accepted the state certifications, but it doesn't mean that I think that there wasn't fraud and that there weren't problems that have to be investigated, and it doesn't mean that the law wasn't broken. I believe in Pennsylvania they broke the law, and I believe if that ever would get a real hearing in the Supreme Court, it was denied for standing. It wasn't actually taken up. If it were taken up, I do believe that the Supreme Court would overrule and say that they did break the law illegally. I asked you a very simple question. Was the election stolen or not? Why is that the question? That's a trick question. I think there was a great deal of evidence of uh, fraud and changing of the election laws illegally. And I think a thorough investigation is warranted. Senator Paul, thanks for your time. You know, I'm going to um, folks. And again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro right now. 1225 on this Monday. 
I'm going to reach out to Senator Rand Paul and invite him and try to arrange for him to come and visit our state. Because that is someone, and I want all of you to be, you know, understand that you, you things can't move forward unless they correct what happened. And I, it's very obvious to me the media is not going to get to the bottom of it. The media is not curious. Every, he is 100% right the way Stephanopoulos was phrasing the question, which was an either or. You know, yes or no, did they steal the election? I, I can tell you right now, I don't, and this has nothing to do with President Trump, zero. I am telling you, I don't believe that 520,000 people who are registered voters, legally registered voters, voted in the Rhode Island election. We're to believe that in 2008, this is a fact, 475,000 votes were cast. 10 years later, in the middle of a, excuse me, 12 years later, in the middle of a pandemic, there were 50,000 more votes cast. I don't believe that. And I'll tell you, exactly as he laid out, people voted more than once. There's a lot, there are thousands of illegals that are voting in Rhode Island. They don't go to the polls. And the, the easier you make it for the mail-in ballots or, you know, it doesn't have to be notarized, there's more opportunity for fraud. And there's one person that I know that's looking into it. <clears throat> I'm not going to reveal who that is yet. I'm going to give him more time. There's only one, one person I know. And as I've told you, I mean, it was up to me. The party should be tops. The most that the Republican Party needs to get a hold of is that Secretary of State's office. More important than electing a governor. They need to get a hold of that office. They need to get a hold of those voting rolls. There's fraud within the voting rolls. Nellie Gobia does not want anyone to see the voting rolls. There are people, there has to be a checks and balances. There's over 250,000 extra names on the voting rolls. Why are they there? Why are they there? Folks, I want to remind you, now it's cold. The virus is still with us. You want to stay healthy? Stop it and see Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Uh, now, she's closed today, but vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies. It's My Health, right across from Davenport Restaurant. You know that historic white church, hemp and CBD products, oral topical use, natural skincare products. It's My Health. You can call her at 401-305-3585. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, I always mention the website. If you want to get a hold of me, petro.com. The next briefing is coming up this Thursday. And if you have a question you, you want me to ask, please go to the website, petro.com And our website, one of the sponsors of our website is Lisa Wood. And it's Relax Souls Reflexology. Have you heard about this? You can text or call for an appointment at 401-742-6621. But at the website, petro.com you can link right through a direct link, Relax Souls Reflexology, where it's the application of pressure. It's different from a massage. Because it works from the inside out. And they focus more on your feet and your hands, which are pressure points. Contact Lisa. Again, deep, relaxed, healing from inside out. It also boosts your immune function. It's Lisa Wood, Relax Souls Reflexology. You can link right through at the website, depetro.com. Now, you've heard that there is uh, now this, this new variant, is that they're calling it. It's an element of the strain. And suddenly out of nowhere... Uh, they're calling it the UK variant. And then they're also, I saw it this morning on Good Morning America. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Now they're calling it the South African variant. And the reason why that's significant, and we're about to have another guest right now, and it's going to be Blake Filippi, the House Minority Leader, is, you know, for the past almost year, you've heard President Trump called. He was a racist because he was calling it the Wuhan virus. And anyone that called it that was called a, a, a racist, the Wuhan virus. And then President Trump would even call it the China virus. But, but suddenly, since he's out of office, it's okay to call it the UK variant or now what they're even the same, the South African variant. So I saw House Minority Leader Blake Filippi. He tweeted that in the backlash of insults and people attacking him was was just they're just ridiculous about it you know the other side that's why there won't be any unity because <clears throat> they don't have an argument they really actually have nothing to say all they do is attack they never answer questions all 
they do is attack. If you speak out, they don't address why that the UK variant or the South African variant is okay, but it was it was racist to say the Wuhan virus. They don't say that. All they do is attack whoever says it because they, they actually have no message. They don't even, most of them, most people, they don't even know why they're attacking. They just know they're supposed to attack. They don't know why it would be the difference. And they don't have an argument. And that, so their idea is to just silence people. So let's bring him on right now. He is the uh, House Minority Leader <clears throat> who said, and he can, there he is. All right, folks, joining us right now, he is the uh, House Minority Leader. It is our friend, Minority Leader Blake Filippi. Good afternoon, Minority Leader Filippi. Hey, good afternoon, John. Good afternoon, everybody. I uh, appreciate you taking the time, Leader Filippi, only because, you know, I didn't even realize once I looked in your Twitter feed, you put something that I thought was a very simple, logical question, which is, why was it racist to call it the Wuhan virus? But now it's acceptable if you call it the UK variant. And suddenly, do you know there were 80 comments under that tweet and 90 percent of them not arguing with you or making an argument? They suddenly just go into attack mode. Yeah, calling me calling me a racist. Yes. Touch on that a little bit. Um, I mean, I just think it's people who want to silence debate. You know, racism is the new cudgel by which, you know, the outrage mob tries to silence people that they don't agree with. Um, I'm not going to be silenced. And, and the larger issue is I don't understand why you have a, this massive group of Americans running interference for China. I, I don't understand it. China has an abhorrent human rights record. They have conditions which breed viruses you know, the wet markets that caused the COVID virus opened back up about four months after the pandemic started. The World Health Organization said they're a petri dish, they be closed. Dr. Fauci said they should be closed. The UN said they should be closed. But we have China with practices which are breeding viruses. It's not the first one, John. You had bird flu, you had SARS, you had the Hong Kong flu, you had the China flu. All are coming from China. Right. But, but no one wants to hold this country accountable Everyone seems to want to give it a pass when we shouldn't be giving it a pass. The world should be looking at China and saying, one, you lied to us. You should have disclosed what was going on with this thing. And two, you have practices which breed viruses. You have, you know, the, eating people eating bats. Right. You have people eating bats raw. But everyone wants to give China a pass. Somehow we're insulting their culture by saying... The practices of China are leading to worldwide pandemics, and they are. And I, I don't think I don't think it's wrong to go after practices in China. And it's not racist to say a virus comes from China, right? It's not it's not racist to call MERS, the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, correct? Ebola from the Ebola River River Valley. That's right. The Hunter virus from the Hunter River Valley. Lyme disease from Lyme, Connecticut. Yes. The, the, Spanish flu. Yeah, this is this is how we name viruses. Why is it? Why is it racist to carry on this tr- practice and say this is a China virus or a Wuhan virus? Now, Bill Maher, as you put out, had a great commentary on this called "Virus Shaming," and he basically echoed what Leader Flippy said. But here are some of the comments underneath. And re- folks, again, we're speaking with a House Minority Leader Representative Blake Flippy. Tell me why China virus is a bigger term. But UK variant is okay. Here are some of the comments under that. It's amazing you've gotten this far in life. Here's another comment. Jesus, you just put your racism out there for everyone to see. Well, we all see you now. Uh, Then you have someone who's elected office in Barrington who then tries to say, you know, he ties in Trump with this. And the ex-president tried to brand it as the China virus. Uh, Just added to racism. Uh, Because the first is about blame. The second is not. I mean, all it is is it's attack. uh, And here's how about this one? It's a racist for the same reason we're now called the Ebola virus. Well, actually, we do call it the Ebola virus. It's from the Ebola River Valley. Yes. It's it's geography. That's what virologists, that's how they name viruses. Right. Why do we have all these people (sighs) wanting to give China a pass? China is a racist, they have a racist to the Uyghur Muslims in northwestern China. Abhorrent. They, they destroy churches. They, they have an authoritarian 
you have all these purported liberals who won't speak out about that, but run interference for the Chinese communist government. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. But like liberals used to stand up for principles. You know, there was something that Bill Maher said, which was really striking. He's like, he said, you know, liberals lost their way. And he showed a picture of women in, I think, Pakistan or Afghanistan, totally covered head to toe, you know, the oppressed women. And he said, we lost our way when we said, oh, this is just a, di- a, a, a different cultural practice rather than an abhorrent human rights violation. Right. It, it, it's an abhorrent human rights violation what goes on to Muslim women, and it's an abhorrent human rights violation that the Chinese communist government inflicts on its people on a daily basis. And I don't know why liberals run interference for the Chinese Communist Party anymore. I just and, don't. And here are some of the comments, folks, again, underneath. Pretty disappointed silly poli- sitting politician doesn't understand grammar. Uh, pathetic is another one. Uh, try harder, which means they have nothing to say. Uh, then some of the other things. Um, why even bother asking the question? Uh, it's racism, straight up racism. Says someone else. It's it's not. You notice what the reason I wanted to ask and invite you on also, uh, Representative um, Minority Leader Flippy, is they they don't have an answer. All they know is they're supposed to. Their talking points are you're supposed to just attack it and say it's racist. They can't explain the difference of why it's not racist. They can't even explain the difference of how it doesn't make sense. All they know is if they see anyone question that, their response should be, try better, do better, you're racist, that's racist. They, they have no argument to present to try to counter that in any way because, because it doesn't make sense. And it, it is ridiculous. And Bill Maher had great commentary on that. Everyone should really just type in Bill Maher in YouTube, Bill Maher in China, and watch this five-minute video. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I think I, I don't agree with a lot of what Bill Maher says, but right. he is, I think, the leading voice against the anti-intellectualism from the left. You're right. He exposes it. And he's a liberal, so maybe he can say it. But, I mean, he exposes the hypocrisy and just this woke, mob-offended culture, which which stifles free speech. Yep. You know, John, it used to be the liberals that stood up for free speech. You know, like this, the McCarthy age. Yes. It was the liberals who were being attacked, and they demanded, no, no, we need to be able to have free speech and free expression and have ideas go out into the public sphere and be promoted or defeated based on their merit. But it's really the new McCarthyism coming from the left, and it's with false allegations of racism. And it's such a, that is such a horrible term. It is such a... A canceling term that, frankly, racists should be canceled. They're they're horrible people, right? But they're used they're using that as a cudgel to, to stop free speech and and rational inquiry. Um, these personal attacks with the most abhorrent thing, and that's racism. You know what's interesting? And again, folks, uh, with me is Minority Leader Blake Filippi. Now, I noticed in the Providence Journal, you know, the, a big focus is on the Republican Party. And there's a story today on, you know, where does the party go forward with Trump and how do people Trump? But Lita Flippy, you know what story is never examined? Now, I would do it, except that they're not going to talk to me. But if they want to talk about unity, if the media would actually talk with some of the progressives that you deal with at the state house, or just let's say some of the more well-known progressives uh, in the state, um, you know, in the Senate, obviously, there's a lot of them with that Sam Bell and Gail Golden. And then you have, for instance, from Providence, that Kat Kerwin. And then in the House, you have some progressives. But Lita Filippi, if, if the media would actually talk to them, they would find out. They have no interest in unity. They have no interest. You know, I'm just going to name three Republicans at the Rhode Island State House. Yourself, Representative Chippendale and Newberry. If, if the media would flesh out. Those some of those progressive reps up at the state house, they actually, and if they were honest, they have no interest in what you think. None, zero. They have no. They don't believe any of your ideas have merit. That's not how you build unity. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they even want to get into our ideas. They don't. I think that nope. They they would rather silence their yes. opposition than have a rational inquiry. Because I think they lose on the rational inquiry. They do, I, and so that's that's why you see this this outrage mob going after people on the right who, who dare speak up because yep. they have to silence us. Yeah, 
No, that's what and, it comes down to. And that's dangerous. It's dangerous, and and we ha- we we can't we can't sit down and be silent. No, we really can't. No, we have we have to stand up because you know what? Most people hear, most people see that, and they agree that that shouldn't happen. It's just this very very loud, and angry minority which appears to have more influence than than it does because they're all on social media and they yes. pile on. Yeah. You know? No, and that's where their crowd really comes into. You know, I'll even say that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, uh, I think it was last year, she said it best when she was being asked about AOC and the squad. She said what people don't realize is they're four people, the squad, and they're four votes. And they may be these big celebrities that have all this power in the Twitter sphere, but when, Twitter sphere, but when it comes to, you know, actual votes in Congress at the House, they have four votes. And that's it. They're a loud voice, but all they are are a loud voice. They don't actually have the, you know, it's kind of like a dog, like all bark but no bite. But that is never examined. For instance, that story, if, if someone would take the time and talk with the true progressives, especially some of the ones that just got elected at the Rhode Island State House and said, what are your feelings? Would you be willing to sit down with, just as an example, and here's some of the thought of the, of the, uh, the Republican caucus. They, they, their ideal situation is you're silenced, the right is silenced. You know, we saw that on Twitter last week of some people saying, it's time we really talk about ending Fox News. That's, you know, I like that because that shows insight that what they really believe, that if you disagree with them, they have no interest in debate. You should be silenced. So um, are you guys meeting this week, Representative uh, Philippi? Yeah, we're meeting tomorrow. Okay. And good. Thursday. All right. Well, listen, keep up the good work. We're counting on you. It sounds like uh, this transition is uh, moving pretty fast with Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee and Governor Raimondo, and tomorrow's a big day with uh, Governor Raimondo. So um, keep us appraised on everything that you're working on at the Rhode Island State House. Anytime, John. I appreciate you having me on. All right, folks. There, thank you, Rep. See you, buddy. All right, folks. There it is. House Minority Leader Blake Filippi right here on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program. Now, folks, it's cold out, and you need a reliable, affordable, fuel oil delivery company. You need Henry Oil. Call them today at 401-521-0200. Online at henryoil.com, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, Henry Oil, online at henryoil.com, or call them 401-521-0200, serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. It's Henry Oil, oil burner service, 24-hour burner service for um, uh, contract and installation, automatic delivery, budget plan, service contracts, lock and cap pricing, service. Bring most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Call Henry Oil today at 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200 for Henry Oil. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 1244 on this Monday. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is depetro.com. I also just want to mention... Um, I'm glad that uh, I think it was Channel 6 that had a story about um, in uh, in Barrington about this. And I'll give you a perfect example of it. I mentioned it to how come I'm not I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I know that Channel 6. I'll pull it up. Channel 6 had a story. ABC 6 had a story regarding a situation in Barrington where at the town council, they've decided to, yeah, here it is, hang a Black Lives Matter fl- um, flag above town hall. Black Lives Matter flag causes controversy in Barrington. Now, this is ABC6. I'm not sure is there audio of this or is it just a printed story? Well, anyway, uh, Channel 6 has the story, Sam LaFrance <clears throat> so some people are objecting to this. The town of Barrington, Borrington, they are having, they're flying up Black Lives Matter flag. And actually, it's been flying for quite some time. Now, we're probably going to have on tomorrow. The Rhode Island United Veterans Council, UVC, Veterans Council, they've been fighting to have the flag removed from the flagpole. They argue the movement has to do with politics, should be kept off the town flagpole. 
Retired Lieutenant Colonel says this isn't about whether Black Lives Matter. Of course they do. But Black Lives Matter is a political movement. It's a partisan political flag. Their key politics off the poll campaign has been unsuccessful so far. We've been working within channels to ask the town government to recognize it's divisive to fly a partisan flag. If they were flying a Confederate flag, the flagpole would be torn down by now, said Paul uh, Duclos. The Rhode Island Council of Israel is joining the campaign to have it removed. Founding board member Luann Pazulo gave her views. Black Lives Matter movement incites Jewish hatred. It promotes the blood libel that Israel is responsible for American police brutality against minorities. The organization is heavily involved in the fight against anti-Semitism. The Black Lives Matter flag says that the Jewish people oppress people of color. Flying their flag is an attack on the Jewish people, she said. Back to the veteran said, we don't want that flagpole to become a political advertising tool. Whatever feel-good cause du jour at the whim of the town council or town manager. So they're going to have a public hearing about this coming up on February 1st. But the people within that are responsible for that, they love it. They love it because it makes them, for lack of a better expression, but it makes them feel woke. And it makes them feel they're really in tune with what's going on. And they're so much better than you and me. Because they have that flag flying. Now, where the veterans, most of the time in the past, if you were the veterans uh, raised concern over an issue, most of the time that carried a lot of weight. In the past, now, if a Jewish organization, Rhode Island Coalition for Israel, if they made some kind of an objection that something was anti-Semitic in the past, my God, I mean, immediately it would be addressed. What, what is going on that, according to them now, Black Lives Matter has leaders that are anti-Semitic, but that does not matter to the, to the progressive members of the Barrington Town Council. To them, it's more important to be in the moment and fly, like, look how woke we are. We are flying. I mean, you can't be any more woke than that. They actually would like to have the Black Lives Matter flag flying above the American flag. Now, as far as politics, as I pointed out, back in October, Black Lives Matter Rhode Island, which is a pact, they made, I think it even goes back to August, they made, they made, they had political endorsements. They came out with um, who they endorsed for the elections. And put it out there for all to see. Now, you you can't get any more political than that. But why is it that a veterans group and a um, Jewish group, Rhode Island Coalition for Israel, why are they ignored in something like this? You know, the progressives, they don't care about something like that. To them, it's more important that they can say the Black Lives Matter movement is more important to them. Than if some veterans are upset or if the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel is upset. And that's a new dynamic that needs to be explored. So apparently February 1st, they're going to, um, we'll, and we'll cover that. And tomorrow we will cover Governor Mundus having her Senate confirmation hearing uh, for commerce. And we will cover that as well. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by Preferred Towing and Recovery. It's Mark and Christine. They're located in Lincoln. You can call them at 401 401- 725-8500. Preferred Towing and Recovery or online at preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook. Preferred Towing and Recovery, they will buy older vintage cars. So on this cold Monday, maybe you have an older vintage car from the 60s or the 70s. And maybe it's just sitting in your garage. And you at one point thought, you know, I'm going to fix that up and restore it. And you just never got around to it. So why not call them for a fair offer today and get some cash? 401-725-8500. Preferred towing 
and recovery. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, and private property towing services. Call Preferred Towing and Recovery today, 401-725-8500. Now, the other big news is, and uh, I mentioned this last hour, and that is that uh, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe is, I don't want to say broke in the story, but he definitely has highlighted the fact that things are um, things are not going well right now between the governor of the Raimondo camp and the McKee camp as incoming governor. And he is, Dan McKee, unless, if, if Governor Raimondo, for whatever reason, does not get confirmed by the Senate in a vote and she I would imagine right now they still nothing has developed that would rule her out there are some people that won't vote for her now if that happens she's not going anywhere but in the meantime it certainly sounds the McKee people are trying to get things in motion here and they're trying to get their team together and they want to be more vocal but uh, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe puts that this this is like Real fighting back and forth between the Ramundo team and the McKee people. They don't get along. They've never gotten along. The McKee people, and they're not a large group, because I think he only has a staff of like nine or ten, but it's growing. They never have felt that they've been respected by the Ramundo people. And Dan McGowan um, points out that the Ramundo people are kind of like a an east side, Providence's east side crew. A lot of them, they think that's Rhode Island. And as we all know, that is not Rhode Island. So I, that because, and I'll tell you why this is important. Bloomberg, Bloomberg ranks Rhode Island among the worst states for vaccinations. Did you know that? Bloomberg has ranked Rhode Island one of the worst states in the country for vaccinations. Bloomberg tracker shows the state has admitted more than 68,000 doses so far. Massachusetts has administered 420,000. I mean, this is a complete disgrace and it has to be avoidable. But to me, and it needs to be addressed and a new strategy needs to be implemented. Now, McKee has said he wants teachers to be vaccinated. And I actually don't have a problem with that. Anything to put the kids back in the classroom. And if the teachers feel that they'd be more inclined to return to the classroom then they should be vaccinated first. For instance, how about the Chicago teachers vote to teach from home? The District of Chicago, can you imagine how huge that is? I think they're only second in New York City. They were told to report to school. It's the nation's third largest district. Okay, third largest. Um, 10,000 kindergarten through eighth grade teachers. They're supposed to be in school. 70,000 students. And they're not going back into, um, into the classrooms. I mean, that is a a major, major problem in Chicago. But my point is, notice how maybe it's not a bad idea, but something needs to be done about the vaccine. Because people are hearing about people jumping the line. People don't have confidence um, as far as who's getting it, that the proper people are getting it. And it is it is completely understandable that Governor Raimondo is focused on, I mean, tomorrow she's going to be in Washington facing Senate confirmation. That is her focus. That is all her attention. It's understandable. But at the same time, somebody needs to be administering and getting this thing out here and running the show. And it seems pretty obvious right now to anyone paying attention that Governor Raimondo has taken her eye off the ball, much like a team. You know, if anyone wonders, oh, you see this a lot of times, teams look ahead of the, the game ahead of them. They start looking to the next game. Let's just say, you know, you see this all the time in sports, especially football. The team in mid-October, they have a big game against a division rival, and it's going to be on Sunday night football or, or Monday night football. And they get beat in the game right before the big game because they started looking ahead to the big game. It happens quite a bit. Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo is focused on her Senate confirmation hearing. She is not focused on the fact that we're third worst in the country for the vaccine rollout. Something needs to be done. Now, on this chilly Monday, we're going to have some snow this week. Not a lot, but a little, apparently. I want to remind you, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body. Were you in an accident or do you know someone that was in an accident? Call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 272 3340. 401 272 
3340 West Fountain Auto Body. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. They will repair your vehicle, showroom-like condition. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. If you're ever in an accident, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Maybe you know someone, someone in your family or someone you work with. If you know of someone that had some damage done to their car, maybe it was a a small dent, or maybe it was something more serious, tell them to call West Fountain and call them first, 401-272-3340. So big news nationally, I think um, Dominion is uh, suing Rudy Giuliani. I, I think that's a problem. We are seeing states that Giuliani sued by Dominion over false election claims. That is a problem. That is definitely a problem. But around the country, California lifts stay-at-home orders statewide. In Massachusetts, starting today now, they have, they've eased the restrictions. Rhode Island is still uh, very, very, uh, it's the same. It's the same in place. I think Governor Mundo is just saying, I'm not going to change anything right now because she's focused. Right now, the problem in Rhode Island is not the virus. It's not the testing. It's the vaccine. Uh, here's some other headlines. COVID stiffing dogs to screen fans in a Miami Heat games. That's interesting. By, how about this? Why is it Biden's imposing travel bans? Why, how come he's not being called? How come he's not being called a racist? Mexico went his darkest days. The president's infected. Um, Israel closes skies to air travel again. Um, let me just see what else. Right now, the this UK variant is very, very serious overseas. And then the big story last night. Listen, Tom Brady obviously has tremendous number of fans in this area. He is incredible. I, I, this is not a sports show, but if it was, uh, oh, Dan McGowan is breaking some other news here. So the Biden administration just announced some of the high-level staffers joining Governor Mundo in the Commerce Department. Uh, let me scan for some names. Uh, Mike Harney, incoming chief of staff. Uh, let's see, Karen Hoon. Oh, these are just some other people. Lauren Oppenheimer. Uh, I don't recognize huge number of names here, but high level people joining. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, let me just uh, double check this. I wanted to play. That was a nice moment when Brady ran over. And um, said to the usher, can I, um, can I just say hi to my son? That was such a nice moment yesterday. I was going to say, if this was a sports show, boy, um, if this was a, if I was doing a sports talk show, uh, Belichick and Kraft look really bad on this Monday. I mean, they look really bad on this Monday. So here's what we're going to do. We have the one o'clock news coming up. Folks, we have another hour to go. The power hour is next. Now, I still want to give you some of the news of the weekend. Um, And this battle that's going on right now with Governor Mundo and McKee, who he is seemingly starting to make some waves and trying to get some answers and some of the behind the scenes. We'll give you bring you up to speed on that and a lot more. Again, it's John DePietro on this Monday. We're going to break, get an update in the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go. Radio only next hour on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Right now, it's 1 o'clock.